0: Seize the moment.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Today I'll be speaking with a brilliant Brazilian jiu-jitsu athlete as well as a former track athlete uh, who's currently in pre-med at U of T. Please welcome Keshawana. When we first met, when we first got to know each other, like I, I was introduced to you through my partner, right? Cassandra. Yes. And she just Love told me, Hey, I'm at this cool world. <laughs> she told me she's like hey i I met this really cool girl at jiu-jitsu you know you should come you should meet her and you know there's a lot of other (laughs) cool people there as well and she referred to you as kesha right so did you always go by kesha or keshawana
0: okay so basically my name i always told people was keshawana but when you're in elementary school for some reason kids have a very hard time pronouncing pronouncing that so They actually came up with their own names. I had Kiwi, Kiki, Keisha, Kesha, like a whole bunch of names. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just tired of it. Call me whatever you want. And then at one point, people started to call me Keisha. I didn't like that.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: (laughs) And I was like, okay, Kesha. Since it is actually how it's pronounced, I am a French-speaking person. So the sound E is E-I, whereas Mm -hmm. in English... Apparently, English speakers read that as Keisha when it's actually Kesha. So, you know, Kesha was just an easier way of going about things. But then recently, I just like started to really appreciate the name that my father gave me because it has meaning behind it. And I was like, no, my name is not hard. You just lack experience with it. just Practice, you know. Yeah. And I think you should do the same. You know, your parents, they give you a name. It's your real name. There's meaning to it. Like, respect it, you know.
1: I 100% agree. Again, it's something that I've been thinking about going back and forth for, like, for years, you know? And it's just, it's tough because, you know, you want to, you want to, like, be nice to people and be like, oh, you know, it's okay, you know, you can't pronounce it, okay, call me this or whatever. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, just put in the work, man. You know what I mean? Like, learn how to pronounce the name. It's just a name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I think it's important, especially if it has, like, meaning to it. And plus, I mean... I'm immigrant. My parents are immigrant. Like, yes, yeah. it's different. It may be a little unique and foreign, but it's like, that's what Canada is anyway. We're very multicultural out here. And yeah, expect that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And yeah. so you, you mentioned that it has meaning. What, uh, like, what is does it, what does it mean? What does Kesha want stand for?
0: So it's actually half Japanese and half Swahili.
1: Okay. And
0: it's a double meaning. It actually means, um, we shall see the rapture. So the first meaning actually is cuz rapture is a double meaning. It it means intense feeling of utopia. Oh, so like shit. pleasure. Yeah. Yes. which I really like. So yeah. you're going to experience a lot of pleasure and utopia. And then of course because I come from a Christian background, um Christians believe in the rapture, which is like the second coming of Christ. So it also has a little bit of belief um, spiritual belief behind it as well yeah and of course you know people have different phases and stages in their life and sometimes they get more spiritual and they get more in touch with that so they start to find meaning in their name and that's exactly what happened with me so awesome. i like it
1: <laughs> yeah i i absolutely yeah how it. about your name you does know i'll have, I have to name? i'll have to look it up i'm sure it does um in, in the past to. when i've looked it up i it think it's got to. like greek origins obviously um and what's funny about that is cassandra's name is also greek so i have to look into right
0: it. i knew it yeah
1: yeah i have to look something
0: at like, like angel probably
1: <laughs> probably probably is um so yeah like when i was first introduced to you you know cass was telling me you're such a great person um and you're also She's very so physically nice. talented was something that she mentioned to to me and then once i got to know you Stop. and talk to you i realized that <laughs> it was an understatement you know because you've done and accomplished so many things and Thank i you. was curious where like where did your sort of um fitness career start um i i thought it started with track is that is that kind of where it started
0: no <laughs> all right track so. and field was when it's it's when i decided to take things more seriously because everyone was pushing me to do that but mm-hmm. it actually started when i was like three <laughs> okay um yeah no like my father and mother are very athletic people mm-hmm. um my father played soccer which we call football in europe and, um, and pretty in latin much america too Oh, yeah. Right. A Latin yeah. America. So, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, as soon as I came out the womb, pretty much, they were like, you're ready. <laughs> so I started. <laughs> I'm serious. My dad was like, let's go. Like, yeah. And, you know, I like the fact that he used it not only because sport is so amazing, but it was his way of teaching me about life because sport is a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So it was our dynamic and the way like our relationship worked. So Mm -hmm. when he wanted to teach me about life being so tough, he would teach me outside when I was waking up at 5 a.m. and he was (laughs) training me. So I started off with fencing, then went on to gymnastics. I did tennis for a bit and then gymnastic again. And then that's when I started track and field. I was around 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I was basically, I was trying to skip all my classes in high school. And I was like, I need to join every single sport team there is in this school. I went yeah. to a track meet
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I didn't realize I came third place. So what do you when, mean? How, do, how so do you not realize? Basically I didn't know how it worked. I was just like, Okay, oh, so what do okay. I do? And they're like, You stand here, you hear that gunshot, you run. And <laughs> I was like, Okay, cool, this is fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: I just went ahead and I I think I became I was third place or first place. Mm-hmm. Either way, that day I got scouted. Nice. So that's when, yeah, someone approached me and they were just like, You're amazing. We want you on the team. Come to Flying Angels. Nice. And, uh, which is a pretty big team. And, you know, I had the scholarship and everything. But of course, maybe we can talk about that later. But I did not take that opportunity due to stupid decisions. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very good time.
1: Yeah. Is that yeah. like, was that moment when you realized you were fast? Because I, I had a moment when. For me it was super late. I mean, I was I was in physio really? school, so I was like 20 um, 23, 22, 23. I was in physio school and we we're doing some like group thing and like a team building thing. And there was a moment where we had to like all do some little race thing and you know, I was pretty neck and neck with the two teams yes. and I was like that the anchor and I just like smoked the guy who was like That's usually listening.
0: when you find out. And yeah, and <laughs> I was like <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I saw the guy, and the guy looked pretty fit, you know, and I was like, holy shit, like I smoked this guy. Like, I'm actually pretty fast. And then I started to really pick up, um, I started to really pick up soccer. Like, I wasn't that good. My dad always tried to push me into it when I was really young, but.
0: Soccer is good for the whole body. Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. And I didn't really realize that until I was in my 20s. And then I just I kind of took off from there. But obviously, I was older, so I'm not like, hey, I'm going to compete in running. But would you say that was the moment where, like, you realized you were fast, or was it before that?
0: No, I always knew that I was fast because my dad told me but it was only my dad that told me so you know what they say sometimes you don't take what your own family tells you very seriously but when I was performing in front of other kids and like everyone made it a big deal and everyone saw I got scouted and my teachers were rooting that's when I was like okay (laughs) I'm fast (laughs) like I'm fast I got scouted like i'm fast
1: <laughs> nice so where did that take you so you said you joined this team of uh, flying angels yes. and like um angels. yeah how did like how many competitions did you take part in like countless competitions or
0: oh my god countless i remember and you know the great part of it was that you got to travel too yeah i'll never forget my competition or my track meet in new york i think that was probably my fourth Mm -hmm. I I'll never forget it because that day I was just not equipped and I did so bad and I was so upset I think that was probably the only time I really did bad but um I mean yeah it was such a good experience I started out with flying angels the coaches were amazing I -hmm. was actually not close with the other athletes though I was definitely much more of a loner in that team yeah
1: yeah
0: I didn't it, not that I don't get along with people, but they were just very standoffish. But oh, then, you know, okay, you okay. are competing with like real athletes. So, yeah, was um, that, that that competition? A pro- was... Yes, the competition yeah. was like major in, in yeah. track and field. And I honestly, that's that's when I learned that okay, you're on your own. See, that's another thing that I appreciate about track and field compared to the other sports that I played. It's, it's a sport where you're by yourself. So you're mm-hmm. counting on your own abilities, skills, talent, and it's your hard work that will show. Mm-hmm. So you really are putting pressure on yourself and you realize, wow, I'm really in this by myself. Literally, yeah. even when you're running in your own lane. So yeah. <laughs> what, it was what made, good.
1: What made New York so memorable? You said it was one of the most memorable
0: things. Like, um, It was memorable because of my bad performance. Okay. I am a... How do I say this? Low-key indirect sore loser. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And I always I always believed in this. I know that people say sore losers are bad and like they're very <laughs> unpleasant, but at the same time, like I understand where they're coming from. Sore losers are actually kind of good because they can't stand losing and they use that as fuel to get better. My sore loserness is more internal. Like, I'll be like, yeah, it's okay, you know. You know, things happen, but inside, I'm going insane. So, that day when I couldn't perform at my best, oh no, I wanted to leave right away. But that was because we arrived at six in the morning and I had to compete at like eight. I I did not get to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. And I mean, I do agree with you. I mean,
1: There, there is some good to that. Um, I mean, when you look at great competitors, like I just think about watching yes. The Last Dance. You know, Michael Jordan's just like yo, like I'm gonna yes. win. Like, I'm not gonna like lose. Like, it's no, that and thing that drives loser. him, right? Exactly. In a way. So, yeah, and Mike that's Tyson. what pushes people.
0: Yeah come on
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so it doesn't make good for good um athletes you know i feel like there's good to be said about both uh, sides of the coin like that kind of mindset and then the other mindset about like just looking at your own performance but in something like track and field it's like you're literally put up against like you know however many people and you gotta like it's the times and it's all compared so yes
0: everything counts it's all on you and no one's your friend (laughs) so that's another thing that was great about it. it it that's when i was in my I mean I'm still young but like in my teen years I think that was when I was the most stable and disciplined um so I loved it you know I grew up a little bit differently like my father was definitely more strict you know either mm-hmm. school sport or you know studies so mm-hmm. while people were like hanging out after school or going to parties I wasn't allowed which I, I was okay with because I was just doing track and field so it really It put a lot of stability and discipline in my life, which I'm very, very glad.
1: Yeah. And like you said, that kind of stuff just (laughs) helps with life, right? Because if you're not disciplined in life, like you're not, you're not going to get much out of it. You know what I mean? Uh, Was it the, the hundred meter that you competed in mostly or?
0: 100 meters and 50 meters. That's how fast that
1: was. Yeah. So you're, you're (laughs) fucking quick. All right. All right. Um, What's the, the highest level, (laughs) what's the highest level of competition that you achieved?
0: Um, what do you mean by that? Like,
1: like, did you, well, I know, like, I don't know much about track and field, but I know that for weightlifting, for example, there's like a uh, provincial, there's national and then international, for example.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I was doing, I was on my way to national. Like I was c- going to compete for Canada. Like that's how good I was. Like it was set. Everyone knew, like I did not have to worry. I was set, but it's mm-hmm. just due to bad decisions. You know, I was young. I took advice from my boyfriend at the time, and I literally threw it all away, mm-hmm. which is not smart, but I got my scholarship. I was ready to run for Canada. So that was the level I got to before I threw it all away. Do I regret it? Of course, I did regret it, but I literally just got over it. I kid you not, like a year ago. Can yeah. you imagine?
1: Yeah, Isn't that's that a long crazy? time. How long, how long was that long Like that you held on to that? I,
0: was seven, I graduated when I was 17 years old. That's when sure. I was ready to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. to to, you know to run and go to school so I'm Mm -hmm. what 24 now so see how long it takes sometimes to get over things but it was a lesson in itself and that's why I joined Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because it was kind of like a redemption type of thing for me you know so when I went to that competition, I was like, I did not come here to lose. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I'm I'm excited to talk about that, and now I want to like yes. put some clips up just to show people like how badass it was. Because when I saw those videos, I was like, damn, this <laughs> girl can kick some ass, you know. This um, girl
0: is on fire.
1: For real. Okay. <laughs> um, so you, can you like yeah. elaborate a bit on that decision? So like, what what influenced that decision? that made you say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to sort of pursue this route. I'm going to pursue, or not pursue this, pursue something else. Like what, what influenced that or what were the factors in that decision?
0: I would love to speak on it because I feel like it can help, you know, someone yeah. if they hear it, especially young girls. Um, Honestly, in short, and then I'll get into details, but I like to start with short, tell the details and then end it with short again. Foolery. It's foolishness. It was just, yeah. it's, it was not wise decisions i was taking and i think that it's so common for people to take unwise decisions and it's not talked about enough Mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to sports you know this is a very popular concept in the sport world and that is you know it's it's hard work that beats talent and sometimes when you're too talented you take things for granted Mm -hmm. and you end up not working as hard and you start losing in the end. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, so basically what influenced that decision was basically it. it's so stupid. It was literally just a love interest at the time. Mm-hmm. So basically when I was 13 years old, I met this boy and when I was with him for about 10 years, by the way, mm-hmm. and when I was graduating and I was 17 years old, I was set, I was ready. Right. And I had to let him know. I was letting him know this is what's happening. Sorry, but like I'm moving to the States, whatever, whatever. And he was not, he was not down with it. Obviously he came from a place where it was full of insecurities. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was much older than I. And he wasn't, he was athletic too. So it was very selfish on his part to try to influence and pressure me to not take the decision. Mm -hmm. At the time I had no guidance because there was also a time where I was in foster homes Mm
1: -hmm. So it was a
0: little bit of like a rough time for me Yeah, and like I said, I do have a background where I was raised a little bit differently Like I literally only did school or sports, which means I barely had social life My social skills Um, were learned through sports. Yeah, which is a miracle, but (laughs) with that being said He was, like, in other words, really the only person that I had as a friend. So here I am going to that one source of, you know, yes, um, advice, you know, wisdom Mm -hmm, that I mm -hmm. think is wisdom at the time. And I was just like, okay, I guess he's right. I'd rather follow his footsteps. He promised me that he would help me and there's better out there for me. So stupid, but it happens. You'll be surprised how often people make stupid decisions
1: yeah i mean when you when you build like a bond with someone you know like you have almost <laughs> like i don't have like a choice but to trust them you know so yeah, I, I think it's it's understandable but yeah it's, it's good that you learn from it you know what i mean because that i think that's what you do with the mistakes in life right like we're, we're gonna make them yeah. like there's no way to avoid it I don't, there's no one i don't think in this world who's like not made any mistakes but i think the difference is you know just taking them as a lesson and being like all right like what can i learn from this situation like it sucks you you know you can have regret for a long yeah, period of move time on. yeah but eventually i think you just got to take it as a as a learning tool um 100% thank you yeah,
0: for that's, that yeah facts uh, <laughs> of
1: course i'm i'm happy to to help you said you you got kind of got your redemption in jiu jitsu so like yes. when when oh did you start God, training jiu-jitsu. yeah okay when did you start so, training for that
0: i started last year mm-hmm. um in june Mm -hmm. so June 2019 and pretty much okay so basically this is how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was introduced to me there was a time where I was talking to this guy who spoke very highly of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he always like said that it would give you a sense of discipline and that it could change your life and you know at the time I was I was really in a dark sinking hole okay and I mean, I always remembered that sport was always, has always been part of my life. And every time I was very like indulged in a sport is when I was always at my top, like top, top, top. So I was like, you know what? I need the sport. But for so long, I didn't want to go back to it because of my guilt of my decision. Yeah. You know, that's why I even step back and I'm like, you know, what? I don't even want to compete anymore. I'd rather train people. I don't want to be the competitor anymore so yeah i got to a point where i was just, just so desperate everything was falling apart and it was just a really bad time so i'm like you know what let me try this jujitsu thing <laughs> so i went there and like the first class i was like okay i like it second third class hmm. and then i started to hate it before i loved it
1: but like why i don't
0: know what it i think it was just i think it's just the discomfort Everything that you try for the first time at some point, when it starts to get hard, you're like, I don't like this. (laughs) But um, I was like, don't be a sore loser like you are right now. You obviously joined this to overcome that. Right. So Mm -hmm. I decided to stick with it regardless. Before I did that, though, I was like missing class. Like I didn't go for about a month. And then I was like, no, I started to feel guilty about it. And I'm like, let me just do this. So I started jujitsu. I started to go from once a week to twice a week to three times a week and then five times a week it became a, on a daily basis and I would do like two three classes in a row <laughs> yes um so yeah um I loved Jitsu after maybe three months of it and okay. I don't think I'm ever letting go
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's such an interesting sport I mean someone th- there's a guy that I know that I train with um at uh at the gym that i go to academy of Lines, and he's just he, he's mm-hmm. been bragging about it for years he's just like man come to jiu-jitsu come to jujitsu," and he always that's describes always it as science. a human chess you know and yes. yeah like when i went that's exactly what it is you know and what i love about it too it's is like really obviously i'm a smaller i'm a smaller human being right and, and the good thing about it is the <laughs> Why sports you about say
0: that
1: <laughs> well i am i'm a smaller guy right i'm latino latinos tend mm-hmm. to be you know smaller frames smaller shorter so for me, I'm like, you know what, if I can learn jujitsu, at least I would know how to defend myself, yeah. protect myself. But also, man, maybe one day I'll take down a dude that's bigger than me, you know what I mean? Just because I'm that much more skillful than and that's uh, the jiu-jitsu. other person, you know, exactly. So That's
0: that's a good reason to start.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'll be honest, I've always wanted to learn how to like fight and defend myself. My, my defense is running like (laughs) whatever but it's funny i tell my friends that yeah i tell my friends that and they're like yeah that that should be the number one defense you know like um it's the smartest thing to do because you don't know what the other person is capable of right but (laughs) literally man i remember like the the uh first like almost fight that i got in i mean technically i guess it was a fight i was in grade five and this other it was a split class five six and i was in grade five you know small little latino kid and then the other guy was a big Portuguese kid. He was in grade six. So he was already bigger than me and older than me. And he always kind of bugged me. But the way I've always dealt with bullies, I was like, whatever. Like, you're not worth my time. Like, whatever. Say whatever the fuck yes. you want. I'm going to hang over here. You That's know? That's
0: usually the best way.
1: Yeah. And then I guess that bothered him. Because then one day at lunch, uh, I used to go home for lunch. And he used to go home for lunch, too. He grabbed me by my shirt. And he was like, yo, dude, give me all your money. And I was like, yo, fuck you, man. And I just... I wound back and i smacked him wow. in the face wow. he tried to kick me and i pushed how him old off you? i was in grade five so i don't know how old that is like
0: oh like you're like uh 10 12 yeah 10 yeah. 11
1: yeah i was little and <clears throat> yeah so i went i gave him a right hook and he tried to like knee me in the stomach but i like pushed him off me and then i just fucking ran and booked it
0: yeah <laughs> that was jujitsu
1: he never bothered me ever again you know, it was Good. fucking hilarious. I think just remember that. I like, think
0: it's important for men and boys to learn Jiu Jitsu.
1: Yeah. I think for everybody. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yes, I 100% agree. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that afternoon, like, because I went home for lunch. Right. And then I came back in and tell my mom and, you know, mom's fucking freak out. Right. So I go <laughs> home. I go home. Come um, Come back. Go to class, I'm sitting in class and I'm like looking over my shoulder and I see the kid across the classroom and he's just like this. He's like rubbing his face (laughs) (laughs) and
0: you're like, like, don't ever
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't, he never messed with me again. Uh lucky for me, I mean that was uh that was the first time I had to deal with a bully that sort of attacked me. The the second time second time I was just aggressive and I was just it was one of those like fake it, uh till you make it kind of things. I remember I was in I was in grade twelve. Sometimes you have to, man. I was gotta in um, I was in grade 12, and I, I had excused myself from the class, and I was going to the, the bathroom, and there were some kids in the hallway. Um, and I was in grade 12, and again, I'm still like a small little kid. And there was these grade 9 kids, and they were fucking like 6 feet tall. And there was maybe 3 or 4 of them, and they were bugging this little grade 9 kid, right? This kid must have been like half their size, right? And they were just bugging him. They were kind of pushing him around, and I was like yo, why don't you fucking pick on someone your own size? And First of all, at
0: respect. Me. Yeah. Respect for that. <laughs> I was no, shaking, good. though.
1: I was fucking shaking. I was like, pick on someone your own size, you know, shaking. Oh, stop. And then that kid walked away. And those four, like, tall-ass, great... These kids are taller than me. And they're just looking at me. And I was like, yeah, fucking do something. And then I just walked past them. And, man, I was shitting myself, but they did not bother me. And I don't <laughs> know if they ever bothered that kid again, because I graduated Aww. after that. But yeah that was like i was fucking shit myself but that's like those two situations make me feel like you know what it'd be good to know at least how to defend myself and that's one of the things i love about jujitsu it's not necessarily about at least from what i know it's not necessarily about like attacking the other person and taking them down and hurting them Um, when i was reading yeah when i was reading the book that's uh uh, gracie Barra, it's about well where it originated from was from uh self-defense i think monks were the first ones to kind of start to like that's where the origins came from where it was like hey you know Mm -hmm. what we're peaceful but if someone tries to fuck with us like we got to find a way to like take someone down like to peacefully. let them know yeah exactly let them know hey it's like, more of you a know.
0: i'm letting you know what can happen but because of peace yeah. i won't do it but know that i'm capable type yeah and that's and what that's, i like about brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah <laughs> that, that's the
1: shit that got me too when i read that in that little book that's yeah. in um uh, Gracie Barra I was just like okay shit like I can I can fuck with this because I was debating it for such a long time you know cask is trying to get me into it my homie trying to get me into it um <laughs> but yeah, now I'm just sad that like we have to fucking wait for I, COVID you know
0: I'm waiting for the day where I hear we can even compete but I can't even think about that right now Yeah, competitions but, are let me just comment on what you just said real quick though um first of all I just want to applaud you for being that person <laughs> that you. even if you're Afraid a little bit inside mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you have the sense of justice in you you feel the need to still step up for someone else I love that. Um, I'm always you. gonna support that Like I'm on the same Side of the fence when it comes to that we are bullies to bullies, okay <laughs> secondly, 100%. I like the fact that you <laughs> Honestly, right and I like the fact that you mentioned that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is more of a self-defense um, sport it's not about knocking people out. It's not about takedowns and like hurting people. It's actually one of the most humbling sports I've ever come across. It's mm-hmm. it's you have to be very responsible with jujitsu because you really are learning how to take people out and potentially kill them. Yeah. yeah. It's not a joke, right? Yeah. But you have to have enough self control to not let it get to your head and Humble yourself, because it's more about making people submit than taking them down.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's why I love Brazilian Jiu Jitsu so much, because it's also a sport that attracts fairly solid people. You don't, you know, it's not really a sport where you're going to find, you know, what they say in Toronto, waste men or <laughs> waste youths. You know.
1: Yeah. 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 It's
0: really solid people that have um, a good head above their shoulders. Mm-hmm. um you meet good people in jujitsu so yeah there's just so agree. many pros about it and but yeah once you get that jujitsu bug though you can't stop
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean to add on to, to what you just said about um like solid people being in jitsu, like that that was my experience right off the bat like i met a couple of really good guys um all so helpful you know they I, they knew that i was a beginner i'd tell them hey like you know if we're learning something or if we're about to uh spar i'd be like hey you know what like you know take it easy like you know i'm i'm new i don't know shit you know i know what though i know the one move that we learned today that's all i know <laughs> and they were like yeah cool like let's let's practice it let's practice it and you know let's try to learn this try to learn that so everyone was always just very supportive and i agree with you you know for me it's just like i, I haven't i've yet to meet like a like an asshole at jiu jitsu it's always been very helpful people um yes. even if i just you know met them in one class like they were just so such such wonderful human beings so um right. yeah
0: I met one asshole though. I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- they're bound to be. But you know what? You know? The
0: worst people in jujitsu are still better than the worst people you've met in other fields, in your life or friends you've had. Like you know, we've always we've all had those phases where we've had like really bad or toxic friends. Like mm-hmm. the worst person in jujitsu is still a hundred times better than friends you'd meet on the streets. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just with time they start to change too. So.
1: What what's it like being, being yes. a female, but especially like a like a black female in the sport? Because yes. I mean, one of the things that yeah. that I, I found from going to class there is like it's a bunch of dudes, right? So, yes. I mean, they're physically bigger, they're physically stronger. So like, how do you like how do you manage with that?
0: That's a cool question. Um, <clears throat> well, first off, I've always been used to training with men. So, growing up, um, my father always being like my main coach has always Mm -hmm. got me used to competing with the guys because if I can beat the guys I can most definitely beat the girls Mm -hmm. so I think maybe the fact that I've had experience only training with guys really it's nothing to me it did not make me feel any way I was not intimidated Um, the guys there are you know they're professional they don't make you feel uncomfortable so for me that was not even like a thing being a female now mm-hmm. yes one thing you will notice now in with brazilian Jiu Jitsu is that it's definitely not a sport where you find people of color black people anybody of color really mm-hmm. i think literally the first half like six months i think i was the only black <laughs> person in the class
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um it was interesting i didn't know that but Another good thing that I appreciate my father like raising me with is that being a black p- woman does not stop you from trying sports where we're not used to seeing black women. You know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and at mm-hmm. the end of the day what I like is that you know, it's not because I'm black that I, you know, I win a competition or people respect me the way I am. I think it's more about the skills that I have. And I think that's what people look at more in Mm -hmm. the gym, which I appreciate. It is possible that people may have judged me at first, you know, what is this girl? (laughs) First of all, I was the only girl training there for at least four months. There was no girl class at first. And then after a few months, girls started to come in. So I could have probably been judged, but I think people started to see that, okay, there's more than just color Mm -hmm. being a black woman. It's the skill that counts, it's her character that shines through, and I think that's why I've always gained respect from people. Um at least I think people respect me in the class. I yeah. think so. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure they respect you in the yeah. class. Especially yeah. looking at the um the competition that you took part in. So you yeah. you competed you competed once or how many times Yeah,
0: only once. And yeah, then so you boom, Corona started yeah
1: yeah fucking corona man <laughs> but like i was saying earlier um yeah when i watched that video i was like fuck man that shit is crazy like I- i'm gonna i'm gonna get a <laughs> clip of the video and i'm gonna i'm gonna post it up here but what was that whole Guys, experience look. like <laughs> for real what was that whole experience like like preparing for like how do you even prepare for a jiu-jitsu competition because you know for you know other sports it's different for every sport so like how did you prep for this and like how like how did you achieve what you did
0: Okay, um, number one, I had to, the first goal was just get rid of your discomfort. And my discomfort at first was always learning new moves and putting it into practice. Because mm-hmm. when you're new, everything seems impossible. Like, the professor will show you some of the simplest moves, but because your your brain cannot understand, and remember, it is chess, right? Yeah. It's like human chess, like you've mentioned earlier. So it's like, I'm not good at chess. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> I want to be good at it. So I really one thing about me that I think is a strength that I've always had, um, is that I can humble myself and I understand that when you start something, you're always a fool. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. that's what really made me like grow and become a better athlete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I, I I like took away all of my pride threw my ego out of the window and I was like listen I don't know this teach me Mm -hmm. so I got beat up every single day (laughs) and it hurt and I got bruises but I I I had to learn how to fall in love with it and then number two putting in hours I started going there more instead of going there once or twice a week I was going there every single day nice uh I was doing at least two hours literally and I was watching a lot of videos. I was trying to learn the rules of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, how to gain points, how you yeah. lose points. I was looking at the best of the best, just to, you know, for that muscle memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, of course I trained with guys. Yeah. See, so when you're training with men who are much stronger and bigger and heavier than you, who are also white belts, but I trained a lot with purple and blue belts too sometimes <laughs> black. So I was just getting the best out of the yeah. best. So when I took all of those skills from these great men, white, mm-hmm. blue, purple, brown, black belts, and it was time for me to perform with the girls, you know, I survived.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, you, you placed yeah. first, right?
0: <clears throat> first place, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. I was so man. happy. That's,
1: yeah, I was happy for Everyone you. I thought was, I
0: was th- going to be nervous, though. They were... Surprisingly, they were like, I couldn't. It was, it was funny because I was like, Why does everyone think I'm nervous? Like, everyone was like, Don't worry, you'll be okay. Da-da-da. Like, they were, it's like they were stressed for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh, these people don't know that I didn't come here to lose. But yeah, in a hu- the so, most humble way, of course. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, were you like not nervous at all?
0: No, I wasn't nervous. I think it's because I would go to class every single day so when i went to the competition it felt like i was just going to class i was Uh, doing it so much yeah yeah yeah. it felt like me going to another class i feel like if i didn't have a lot of experience rolling and going to class and feeling that you know adrenaline and that rush maybe Mm -hmm. i would have been nervous but it just felt like another class to me
1: that's awesome that's awesome i think that's the thing about putting in the hours is like you put in so many hours you're like yo this is just another day at the office you know what i mean like i'm just here to (laughs) kick some ass you know
0: (laughs) per usual
1: (laughs) yeah exactly that's awesome man i love the thing that you were saying about um in the beginning you called it uh foolish but for me yeah yeah, it's it's a it's like being a beginner (laughs) you know what i mean and that's something that i've learned as um as i've gotten older like you know i I didn't want to be uncomfortable i'm like fuck man i don't want to start from the beginning this fucking sucks you know (laughs) but like you said it, that's where yeah. growth is you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's another reason why i started doing jujitsu because i was like look man i completely suck at it i haven't done any fighting or self-defense so i want to be a beginner at something i want to learn and what was yes. actually neat we called it human chess but the other thing it actually reminds me of is actually choreography like dance right it's like it's you need to know. yeah put your arm here it's, put your leg there shift your body weight over here kind of thing so it's beautiful yeah <laughs> And I feel like that's all that kind of shit is just good for your brain as well. Like, just to learn choreography yes. like that. Really, really good for your brain.
0: It is very good for your brain. Yeah. It's, like, it's all about leverage, as they say, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you get, a like, a medal or a trophy? What did you get for the first place? I
0: did. I got a medal, gold, little medal. Um, I wore it for about three days straight.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I got a medal and everything. It was nice. I was so proud of myself. It was honestly to prove my... I wanted to prove myself something mm-hmm. it was to make a point yeah. it was yeah. more of a personal thing so yeah.
1: that's awesome congratulations thank you <laughs> i'm excited to see you compete again i mean you know corona thank but it, it'll come back it'll be back
0: i'm excited for us to get back in class <laughs>
1: for real for real <laughs> right. um so just taking a bit of a i guess detour uh no, from sports good. um you know right now you're in U of T pre-med right yes what uh, what year are you in
0: Um, year two yeah not in med school I'm pre-med so I have to finish two more years and then do med school yeah so I have a bioethic major so pretty Mm -hmm. much bioethics is like it's like a mixture of medicine and justice mixed together so it plays the conscious in the medicine world um it's all about the rights of a human being and what we find acceptable and unacceptable and you know, we speak for those that don't know how to speak for themselves. It's very like Laodicea related, meaning like the age of rights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just, it's very overlooked. I feel like it's not too popular, but I feel like in the next few years, especially considering everything that's going on um, right now with rights here and there and everybody wanting rights, I think it'll be a good thing. And I love the fact that it's just two of my favorite things which is justice and medicine which also relate to sports yeah, so 100 percent. i feel f- completed
1: <laughs> yeah and and i love that i love that you were talking about that because i mean yeah. I'm, I'm a physiotherapist and you know i've yes. worked with patients that i feel don't have that support like you, like you're saying they don't like, no, no one speaks for them, you know what I mean? Like, they're just kind of yeah. written off. Like, they're just, they're like, oh, yeah. I have this pain. They do an x-ray. They do an ultrasound. They do an MRI. They don't find you're anything. So and they are so right. Like, and they just kind of brush this person off. And I'm just like, nah, man, like, you it's know, important. we can't. Yeah, it is important. Like, there's, you need to give them a voice, you know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing that stuff. Um, I like what and, you do.
0: And I think it's perfect for you, by the way. Seriously, yeah. with the way you are, your personality, your character, it really, like, you have the perfect job seriously for you thank you, seriously. thank you and I like the fact that like you said like you do it for people that don't really like they're not really considered especially when there's pain that you can't see like that's the thing about certain pains like if someone's bleeding outside of course people will feel bad for them because they can see it but when you have like all these pains inside your body that no one knows of it's like people yeah. kind of just ignore it so it's good yeah.
1: what's it like because I have some some things to speak on for this, but I wanted to ask yeah, you first um, when it comes to to being a black female in school uh-huh. right now like what's your experience like? Can you elaborate on that?
0: I mean I feel like this year I feel like there's a change I feel you know there's waves of change going on in the world mm-hmm. and I feel like being a black, especially female, today in school will definitely make things more easier. I feel like there's definitely more advantages now because mm-hmm. of it, but prior to what's going on, you know, pre-Black Lives Matter and these things that are becoming more obvious to the world, Yeah. I mean, it's always been... You'll you'll see a little bit of differences here and there. They're not too major. One thing I do notice, though, is that you do have less um, um, people coming at you the wrong way when they find you educated. I do feel like people Mm -hmm. do judge you right off the bat for being colored automatically. But then, you know, I speak multiple languages. So when they hear me speak different languages, they'll assume that I'm better than the others, which... I totally disagree with I feel like unfortunately it is something that is unfair but like I said I think after this year things will change and things will be more like in our favor
1: yeah I think it's one of those things that I mean shit should have been done a long time ago and I mean it's yeah way too long think about that (laughs) yeah like for me like the one thing that I noticed you know going from elementary school to high school you know undergrad and then physio school was like I just kept seeing less and less of my peers, like less Latinos, less blacks. Like mm-hmm. it was just a bunch of like, just, just white people, you know, and especially the instructors, you know, like it was always white people instructing me. It was always white people in the front office. And yeah, it, it was one of those things that like I kind of used this fuel. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm the only Latino yes. here. Like I'm just going to mm-hmm. like use that as fire to keep pushing hard, like study harder, work harder, That's like make a name for myself. But, I always kind of questioned it. And I, always, I was always wondering, okay, like, where do I draw the line? Like, where mm. where can I use what I've done to help the rest of my community? You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I think I'm at that's in, uh, in the, uh, in my life right now. Like, I feel like, you know what, I've I've gotten to a certain point. I've done enough, like, not, maybe not enough, but I've done quite a bit for myself. Like, I need to start reaching out, helping out my community. And I need to start helping, like, you know, yes. Latinos, helping people of color just because it's like, okay, cool, like, I made it to this that's milestone, nice. but, you know, like, we, we got to do more, you know what I mean? So, I'll, I, that's, that's what I was curious about, like, your experience, because, you know, I haven't been in school for, like, eight years now. Uh, you know, I'm hoping maybe to, at some point in the future, go back to school, do a PhD or something like that. Yeah, but... why
0: not? You can go to school three times. I mean, that's the plan for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so. I
0: like what you're, you're saying that it fuels you, like, that's an interesting way to put it, knowing that you may be the only of your kind. I think it in the back of our heads it all motivates us cuz now that you mention it i think that i was subconsciously doing that too i do like to represent who what i represent very well you know mm-hmm. so even like let's when we talked about being the only black woman in brazilian jiu jitsu like i like to present myself in a manner where it's like yeah we could do this too and yeah, it's not 100%. every yeah black fe- you know woman that can't do this we We're talented too, so I like that you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah. So why 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 medicine? I mean, you're you're saying that you know it's it relates to sport. Is that sort of what kind of pushed you towards medicine, or is there something else that kind of motivated you to say, hey, I want to do pre med, and my goal is to go to medical school and you know hopefully be a doctor. Yes.
0: So I've always wanted to be a doctor since I was like four or five years old, but it was just something that amazing. Yeah. Yes, so that's something that I knew from a very young age. It's just, and see, this is something I wanted to mention also about school. You know, when I was in elementary, meh, whatever, you don't see things because you're too young. High school, you will see, unfortunately, like they literally do in a way not support, especially like colored people to take these amazing classes. They don't let them know that there are options out there. I think Mm -hmm, the only mm -hmm. reason why I was even able to do what I'm doing is because of my father. And it sucks because again, I'm, you know, I'm I'm an immigrant, my parents are immigrant, and we were going to French speaking schools only, like full French, which were very limited in Ontario at the time. Mm -hmm. So when you have a school, a bunch of immigrants put together who don't know the system, and they're just leaving their kids in, you know, these strangers hands and they're letting your kids not really get all these opportunities that are available, Mm -hmm. sometimes you have a disadvantage. So um, I did see unfairness even earlier in the schools. My father would like talk about it and he's like, listen, if this is what you really want to do, then you should do it. And um, I was like, okay, okay. But because of me being in school, and they were not really talking about it and they were not really giving us options, I kind of like push it away because it was almost like when you went to school, they were just limiting you to the type of jobs you could do. They mm-hmm. weren't really encouraging kids, you know, to do really what they wanted to do, Yeah. which I feel yeah. like it's like kind of a setup. Yeah. And when you're young, you're pressured, you know, other than your parents, the teachers in the school raise the children. Yeah. It's a big part of, Children's lives, you know, your teachers are your other parents, and they raise you. So when you hear you could only do these certain jobs all the time, it can get to the kids. So I kind of let go of that. But then I started to get very strange experiences in my life. I come, I started to come across a lot of people with conditions. Like I would meet a person on the street Mm -hmm. who is having a heart attack. Like.
1: But yeah this is yeah, how yeah. i got an interview this. with
0: john tory <laughs> yeah, yeah so Let's talk about this, this was like one of the many experiences that i've had i've always came across sick people for some reason always mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um there was this one man i was skipping school of course because <laughs> it's I had a, good, a day school, good day to skip school yeah good day to skip school it was meant to be okay yeah <laughs> but yes i was skipping school because that the day of i had a project to give in and i didn't start it and i was like damn i gotta go to walmart <laughs> I was like, ah, procrastinating per usual. Yeah. And um, I went to Walmart and I saw this man in this car. His car was on and he looked like he was laying down and it was right in front of like, was it food basics or no frills? Some store like that. And I was laughing at him actually, which is mm-hmm. so ironic. I was like, ha ha ha, what's he doing? Like laying down, waiting for his wife. <laughs> and he kind of mm-hmm. looked like a little sleepy. And I was like, ah. I go into Walmart 30 minutes later, I come back out. And he's still laying in the same position looking very weak and I don't know, like something in my in my core told me something was wrong. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna check on this man. I would feel really guilty if I did Good not for you. if I just turned away. Thank yeah. you. But like I always feel like that for anyone. Like in public not, not it a lot of matter. people
1: do that. Not a lot of people do that. But people I'm always surprised. assume, you know. I think people I'm just surprised. assume, Hey, that person's getting help already, so I'm just gonna keep walking by, you know. I didn't believe
0: that at first, but as I got older, I started to see that, yeah, most people wouldn't do that. And, yeah, they definitely made that clear, the police station and the queen and all of that. So um, I was, (laughs) no, because I'm like, no, I've always been that person. When I see somebody on the street, I don't care if it's in public. Like, if someone doesn't know that they're naked, because that happens, like, you'll have these crazy people that lost their mind and they're not wearing clothes. I'm that person to give them my sweater and I'm like, keep it, just get dressed. You know, nice. or if I see someone losing it and they're on the streets and they're they want you know they're attempting suicide and they they're just screaming and yelling and crying, I will be that person to walk them home. I'm like, let's call your your your, nice. the family members and get you home. Like I like to do these type of things. Nice. So with that man in the car, I felt like something was wrong. I knocked on his window and he barely looked at me and I'm like, I think I need to call the police. And I'll never forget, there was this really old man. About 98 years old Just looking at me And he was like Yeah I think something's wrong with him And he's like Can, can you please check on him I'd really appreciate that You're a sweetheart And it was like In the middle of like January, February So it was oh my snowing god. It was freezing And I was like Sir get in your car I'll do it Don't worry Like you're gonna freeze You're too old for this So he's like Thank you I called the police And then the dispatcher Was like Yes please try opening the door And seeing if it's unlocked And oh my god I was 17 when this happened So I was oh so god. scared
1: I can't imagine, I was like Fuck.
0: Yeah, I was like, I'm a, I'm about to open this random person's car. Yeah. What if he like reacts and hits me or something? But I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Better safe than sorry. So I open the door. I'm like, ma'am, it's unlocked. What do you want me to do now? And she's like, does it look like he's breathing? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell. And she's like, would you mind performing CPR? And I'm like, pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah, Kenya. And I'm like, Okay, I will try, but I've never been trained, which is something that really upset me. Like Mm -hmm. the the next day, I took CPR classes Mm -hmm. because I was so upset that in schools they don't really make. I maybe today, but at the time it wasn't really mandatory. You know, they'll make drama class and acting classes mandatory, but they're not going to teach you CPR. Like that doesn't make any sense. So I tried. It really is. And now, you know, like, I'm always making sure that I have my CPR (laughs) renewed, you know? Like, I've been traumatized. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I tried my best, of course. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I remember in the movies, they just go lip to lip. They breathe and they pump the chest. So they're like, put him in a prone position if you can. And honestly, I I was under so much shock because even when I put him, sorry, in that position, the laying position he was just laying there Mm -hmm. and i got on top of him and we're in this tiny car and he looked like mid 40s he definitely was a smoker because of his teeth and i something like in me got like i got chills because i was like is he dead you know man yes and honestly i think he was dead i think he was dead but i i did it anyway and i i was like ma'am I really tried I started to cry and I'm like ma'am I'm trying but there's nothing and then the police was right there and she was just like okay you can step away now so the police started to to interrogate me and it was so funny because the people passing by the cars passing by they were just shaking their head giving me like these disappointing looks because they assumed that you know I was the police was there because I was in trouble
1: oh my god and I was just
0: looking at them like y'all don't even know this is why you don't judge people you know what I mean
1: they were just looking at me
0: yes there were like grown grown women and grown men just looking at me putting their windows down like what did she get into another one of these like you know and i was just like you don't even know Mm -hmm. so the police was like you need to go to school i don't even know why you're in school so they had to (laughs) drive me to school and it's crazy because literally the minute i walked into the school my volleyball coach looked at me he's like good morning and then I looked at him, and that's when I just broke down. I think of that I—I that's, that's I, I didn't that. I think I was <laughs> the adrenaline yeah. rush was just like there. And then as soon as I got to school and I realized what just happened, I just broke down. And then he was just like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "This is what happened to me." And he was like, "Oh my god!" And then the next day, the next day it was all over the news. The school put it all over the place. It was on CP Twenty Four, the TTC drivers were congratulating me everyone oh, was congratulating wow. me and that's when john tory reached out and he was like at the time he had a radio show i don't know if he still has it now yeah and he's like i want to interview you and i was like oh okay and Crazy. we went for the interview <laughs> he was a little mean a little, yeah. i'm not gonna lie he maybe i want to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say he was being super super professional to the point he did have no time to really be nice maybe
1: <laughs> okay okay
0: i don't know but yeah you know it was very quick it didn't feel, feel sincere at all i just think it was mm-hmm. the story you know a young 17 year old girl and the fact that i became the first recip- recipient to um we started this positive ticketing thing mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. police start to give positive tickets out to people when they see positive things never heard so, of that
1: You've never heard of that.
0: Yeah, they—they, they, I know. I didn't know that existed. And they're like, we're going to make it a thing now because of you. But I don't know if it still ha- is going on. Now the police is enemy. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah, I got the letter of the queen. And they were all congratulating me for it. It's definitely like I have all the certificates and everything. Definitely really cool. helps. Yes, it helps yeah. with a lot of things. Like you definitely gain some certain a certain type of respect you yeah make a lot of connections because of it mm-hmm. and um yeah it's a good thing to have i guess
1: do you, do you know what happened to that man or you don't you don't know
0: yeah so basically he died of a heart attack
1: oh, that's unfortunate yeah he
0: died of a heart attack and it was after that experience where i'm like yeah i'm becoming a doctor
1: good for you good yeah for you.
0: i was like i want to become a doctor and then that's also the summer where my father got diagnosed for also a heart condition Mm -hmm. heart failure so Mm -hmm. it was just like it just made sense I'm like no this is what I have to do and um, yeah awesome that's where it comes from. thank you I want
1: to I want to take it back a little bit just because there's a good connection here that I just kind of realized is you were talking about teachers and You know, sometimes how there's there's just not that support. They're just kind of being like, oh, you know what? Like Mm -mm. you're going to you're going to put you like into this little circle and be like, you know what? This is what kind of circle you belong in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I got a little bit of that, too. When I was in high school, I remember. Did you? I did. I did really well in school. And even still, when I was graduating and I was telling people that I was going to go to university, they were like, oh, they won't believe you, right? university is really hard you know you ace your classes in high school but you might not ace them in university that's all and they tell like, you that's like, all what? they tell you i was like how the fuck is it going to be that much harder like i don't understand you know and i'll be honest like the first term i, I went into the wrong field like they they What'd recommended that i go to um the schulich school of business at york is what they said that i go to this school mm. i looked it up i was like okay hey, it looks like a good school because I- i'll be honest i didn't know what i wanted to do all i knew was did you, know, you go
0: like right after high school like most yeah kids? i went, yeah, I didn't I went right that. after high school okay
1: i went right after high school they're like yo just go to this business school you know you're pretty good at math business is easy math so like you'll, you'll be all right you know true and uh you know i got in uh, i got a scholarship too and oh, i'll wow, be honest good for you. i thank you i <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't feeling it i i did I, you know i did one term and i was like i didn't want to do my readings i didn't want to go to class and i'm like this is not my thing you know and then i was like yo my dad he he always wanted me to Hmm. get into medicine you know so i decided let me there you go let me give it a shot so i switched over to kinesiology and i fell in love with it like just the human body and the way that it works i was like this is some really cool shit you know because as before getting into that like you just take shit for granted you're like oh i can you know pick up this pen and fucking move it around and click it or whatever but then, when mm-hmm. you actually take a look at like the mechanics and the whole yes, sort of I love biological process, said. yeah, the whole biological process that goes into something as simple as picking a fucking pen up, you start. And some to be people like, well, can't do that. Yeah, you start to be <laughs> like, "Holy shit!" Like the human body is amazing, and you know, the more you learn about it, the, the more there is to know. You know what I mean? So it's it's
0: amazing. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that it just it get me. It makes me think a lot about like, uh, like philosophy, it, like spirituality, and shit like that. Because okay. you're like, you know, you look at the universe, and you're like, oh, like you know, the Earth, the the solar system, the sun. Like you look at how it works in the, the basics. Systems of it and,
0: are like the human body, in a yeah, way.
1: and it's just you know Neil deGrasse Tyson puts it really well. He says that like we are like our own little universe, you know, and that's something that Neil deGrasse Tyson. Okay. He's kind of like the, um, he's the Carl Sagan of like our time, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I, I, it's funny because in hindsight, I'm like, that's what I was beginning to realize when I got into kinesiology and health science. But as soon as I got into that, that's when my, my grades just were, like, fucking the same, if not better than in high school because it was just one See? of those things that motivated me. And it was always like a like a fuck you to those teachers, you know, those teachers that said, hey, you, you know, you're not going to do that well in yes. university. I'm like, yes. yo, just watch me. Just watch me, you know. And, you know, eventually I graduated, went to physio school. And that was another thing, like, I... I had to I had to make a decision. I'm like, you know, what am I gonna do after this? Am I gonna I knew I wanted to go into into some sort of healthcare. I was like, you know, am I gonna go into medicine? Am I gonna go into nursing? You know, what am I gonna do? And oh, then
0: I see like what you're gonna specialize in.
1: Exactly. And then somewhere along okay. the way I came across physiotherapy and I was like, Yo, this how? is How pretty you know what? For the life of me, I can't remember exactly how, but I do. Usually remember it's that... like that somebody somebody had mentioned to me that like you know you need to do volunteer work because it looks good on your resume and i was like okay cool so i talked to this person and talked to that person it was a girl that i was dating at the time she had told me oh like the friend of a friend she works at a cardiac rehab clinic and you know they're looking for a volunteer and i was like okay cool so i went there it was up at um it was like in north york because i forget the name of the place but it was cardiovascular rehab and my role was just let's take people through exercise you know people they were recovering from um like heart attacks and strokes and stuff like that they're pretty high functioning yes but it was just a matter of monitoring their like blood pressure their heart rate making sure they were like good to train and then taking them to some simple easy exercises because these people were very sedentary and i I got to see what they did and i'm like man this is really cool they're helping people out they're being active and it it was a good way for me to pair Yeah, it was a good way for me to pair my interests. I'm like, look, man, I love the human body, I love anatomy, and I love helping people. And Clearly. I was balance. like, Don't
0: forget you like helping people because clearly that's what you like. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's, it's definitely one of the things that motivate people to go into healthcare, the healthcare yeah, field. Hundred
1: mm-hmm. percent. So yeah, I think that's that's kinda where it started and then I was like, All right, like I think I'm gonna apply for physio school and uh, you know, I got into physio school at McMaster and, you know. Eight years later, here. Look I am.
0: at you, <laughs> proving yeah. everybody wrong. Ooh.
1: For real, for real. So it's amazing. just uh, just to to wrap things up here, um, yes. do you still do personal training, or are you too busy for that?
0: No, I pers- i literally don't have time for it anymore. And now, yeah. selfishly, now that I am competing and i I'm, I'm an athlete again, I'm more focused on that. Yeah. When I was not doing anything for myself I was doing more of the personal training thing and to be quite if I have to be honest it wasn't my favorite thing because I'm a very competitive person mm-hmm. um, and I've been used to doing it my whole life like the whole competing thing going from that to being a personal trainer nothing wrong with it it's just it wasn't for me it, it, it didn't give me the same satisfaction that I got f- from when I was at competitions yeah competing that sense of going against someone and most people they come for the personal training is more for vain reasons like I'll meet people who are just like trying to get their glutes bigger and it's 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 not it's not really the solid type of people I'll get like when I'm in jujitsu class
1: Yeah. It's funny how that is though. Like, I'll be honest, that's yeah. kind of where I started my fitness journey. I was like, yeah. you know, in high school, skinny little kid. I was like, you know, I just want to put on some muscle. <laughs> so, you know, the girls notice me kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
0: that's what it really is.
1: But then it's eventually I saw, yeah. But then I saw the beauty of like actually getting good at something, like getting good at a sport, you know, like being a beginner, yes. learning something and then eventually having like, a nice skill. And now that's what motivates me, you know, like uh, my main sport, I'm really not sure what to call it, but you know, with uh it's crossfit technically but you know there's yes. the whole thing with crossfit now but uh, that's my sport that i specialize in and that's it keeps me motivated i'm just like all right you know what i want to you know get a new pr with my squat i want to do more muscle ups i want to walk on my hands for longer like i'm just trying to achieve new things whereas when i was doing like bodybuilding i was just kind of like all right i want bigger shoulders i want bigger <laughs> quads you know no but that's really like, what you- it
0: is it's and you'll like get any type of people coming, you know, and sometimes it's just not people I wanted to, to be around with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's a completely
1: so different it. mindset. So now yeah, it's, more about, it now it's more about performance, you know, and I feel like that drives yeah, motivation exactly. a lot better.
0: I think literally you said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Literally.
1: All right. Keshawana, thank you so much for your time. I know you're very, very busy, so I really appreciate you taking <laughs> the time. I love your story and thank I'm happy to me. share it with the world.
0: Thank you for having me. Like seriously, when you told me to come on your podcast, I was so honored, and I was like, "Me?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. me.
0: And yes, shout out to Cassandra because this is all because of you.
1: hundred percent. hundred percent. Miss
0: you, love you, and we will see each other soon, Cassandra. Yeah. I hope she watches this.
1: <laughs> oh she she definitely she's she's like the the producer, so
0: <laughs> oh, okay. so we're good. Tell her. Awesome. I said hi, okay. I'm supposed I to see her this week actually Sorry I need to shut up You're trying to wrap this no. up
1: <laughs> No 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 People want to hear what you have to say Thank you so much again This is what I have to
0: say Sorry I have one more thing to say people
1: Say it Say it
0: A few things Number one Do what your heart tells you to do No matter what Things may look like Okay If somebody tells you you can't do it You can do it Secondly stay active stay healthy remember health is wealth and it's really important that's all i have to say and of course i love you guys
1: (laughs) thank you so much for that Keshawana. i really appreciate it
0: you're welcome
1: (laughs) take care we'll see you soon
0: hopefully bye guys